Hello and welcome to another episode of Untick the Box. I'm your host Maz. And I'm your host Maya. So this is a slightly different episode to, to normal. So we interview a lot of different people from different industries normally, but we thought it would be quite nice to have an episode about our career, career journey so far and like the different paths that we've taken to get into PR because um, there's there's no one right route into this industry and I think that's probably something I wish I got told when I left sixth form like seven years ago now so hopefully this is useful to someone but uh, I have worked for Milk and Honey for nearly two years now but I'm a senior client executive and also we thought it'd be nice to introduce something that each other don't know about each other but something you don't know about me is that I started training Mai Tai. Oh, exciting. How's it going? So don't cross me because I know how to punch now. <laughs> My interesting fact is a little less threatening. Um, so I've been... <laughs> I've been a client assistant at Milk and Honey for six months now. It's like my first proper career job. And my fun fact is is that I do a lot of open water swimming. So if you like my tie me into a river, I'll be okay. Other than that, I really uh, would be useless in a fight. So No, you shouldn't let people know that. No, especially on a podcast. Let's, let's segue quickly away from that bad confession to uh, what did we study before starting our career? Would you like to go first? Um, yeah, so I actually studied PR at university. So I was actually going to do childhood psychology. And then I went to a talk about PR at sixth form. It was like, I want to do PR because I can like embed my passions into like writing. I really love writing and I love like when I was younger, like little, I always wanted to be a journalist. So I was like, oh, PR is kind of a, I've changed my mind. I don't want to be a journalist, but that meant I could still be in that world. So it just, it made a lot more sense to me. Thank God I didn't do childhood psychology because I actually don't like kids that much. So. Maybe not the best one, but I think there is a huge link between people that do psychology and then come into PR. And I love that. I love overanalyzing everyone and everything. So I did like, um, I did sociology, A-level and film studies just so I could analyze stuff that no one really cares about. And what did, what did you do? I studied design. So kind of the opposite. I didn't go from like a PR degree to PR. Um, I joined university not really sure what I wanted to do at the beginning so I chose something that I was really passionate about um that gave me like my I I studied at Goldsmiths which if anyone is looking for the broadest design degree in the country that covers absolutely everything other than architecture that's the degree to do like we're doing performance art some days um and then more like practical uh you know product design other days and it was all fascinating but then at the end I decided actually what I was really interested in was the audience behind it and how do you connect with that audience um and yeah kind of led me to do an internship that then led me to do um what I'm currently doing which is not just PR but digi and PR so a combination of the two I guess we could talk about can you only join PR from a PR based education I think my answer is no <laughs> my answer is no even at college, I was panicking, going, if I take these A-levels, am I shutting off doors to myself? And 
yes to things like physics. Um, <laughs> I was really closing some doors there, but that, those weren't really possibility. I was, wasn't going to do that anyway. But there's so many different transferable skills from any degree that you can bring into PR. So, And what skills do you think you need for a career in PR? Firstly, I think the obvious one is strong writing skills because, um, you know, PR. Um, but then also equally good communication skills, ability to build relationships with colleagues and also clients and journalists. Um, I think the main one when you're starting out is being accountable and organized. So there's going to be a huge amount of admin. You're going to work with a huge, especially in an agency, you work with so many people. You'll be like fielding so many emails, tracking coverage, making agendas, sending actions. Uh, and it's kind of your responsibility when you first start to be making sure that's all running. Um, it's like, it's project management, isn't it? Completely. And if I would ever want to be a project manager for like, I don't know, Deloitte, that'd be, you know, I'd be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have I, have I missed any out that you would, you would add to that list? Um, you can't just I say think... no, it's an amazing list. And... <laughs> no you're wrong I've got that um I think just I don't know if this is a skill or maybe just something to be aware of but just being like naturally really curious because being in PR means that like you'll be reading the news all day every day and keeping up to date with things that you probably wouldn't usually be keeping up to date with so like say if you're working on like a a medical technology client you need to know what's going on in that space and you need the curiosity to be able to actually absorb that information and like take it and do something creative with it so I think like having curiosity to learn new things and like thinking of yourself as an expert in that industry PR wise um so yeah just I, I've always loved like learning about new things. Like I remember one of my first clients at Milk and Honey was like a SaaS management platform. And I could tell you everything you need to know about SaaS management. And I never thought I would be able to learn those things before. So never know, it might come ha- come in handy for a pub quiz one day. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely strong writing skills as well. Like being able to condense like large amounts of information into like small chunks where only the most interesting information is there. Um, and I think presentation skills as well, because, um, and like, like you said, like speaking skills, because you'll also be, you'll be pitching for new business, but also just like getting across your ideas to your team sometimes can be a challenge in itself. Like I always, when I have a good idea, I'm like, right, I need to write it down and know exactly what I'm saying and be, be able to present it and come across well, otherwise no one's going to buy into my idea. And then, you know, that's not fun. But yeah, time management, time management as well. And just, yeah, that, that, that I feel like comes with experience in the role, like you get really disciplined. Yeah, because before I joined the job, I got an email from somebody who works here called Petrina. Um, <laughs> I didn't reply for a day because I looked at it and thought, ah, oh, that doesn't need a reply. And then I reread the email and, oh, they're going to take the job away. That is such a poor, poor start. Um, but when you're working, you just, you learn these things quickly and you will obviously make mistakes, but then you learn from them and then 
you know, then you'll be an expert mm-hmm. and everything will be really easy. Yeah. So. That's a good one. A good skill is how to fail with grace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like when I started, like there were so many like annoying things about me that I discovered about myself, like the fact that I couldn't learn about a client in one day or like straight away would really frustrate me but like just giving yourself the time mm. um like maybe get things wrong sometimes but like you'll always come time come back 10 times better yeah um and if this is your first job yeah. you're going to make mistakes it is completely mm. it's guaranteed without failure it's going to happen yeah. um it's one thing you can't fail at so our next next section our career journey so far maz would you like to tell us about your career path so far? Sure. I mean, yeah, so I said about how in sixth form, like I cancelled my application to uni, but then I actually chose to do a gap year and I went on an internship and that was my first experience of like corporate world, I guess. Um, so I did that for three months. I was actually in Bangladesh in communications for like um, a big NGO. Um, and I really liked that um so that kind of confirmed that I wanted to go and study PR at university um did that completed got first if anyone Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um and then I worked in Cambridge for about eight months um in marketing for like a, a little social enterprise um I like that but I it was kind of I always knew and my boss always knew she was we're still great friends um I always knew that I wanted to go into PR and like work for an agency in London so I just yeah I just researched loads of agencies see which one saw which ones kind of aligned with what I wanted and yeah so I, I knew I wanted to work uh, for an agency in London I wanted to move to London and like you know live out my 20s in London whatever so yeah I just researched agencies um that I liked and I found Milk and Honey um and yeah I actually didn't go through the recruitment I went through I like I knew because I didn't have solid PR experience that I needed to stand out so I like photoshopped myself onto the website and like put my CV in the meet the team section um and then I emailed it straight to our CEO Kirsty um and then she was like you got an interview on Friday and I was like no way did that work um and then <laughs> I had no idea you did that that's yeah brilliant. it was bold I was like <laughs> that she could ease easily see me as being really cocky and like who even are you or it could work and she could find it endearing and yeah she did I guess it's a good way to find a culture that's gonna work for you as well yeah. to really like properly put yourself out there and go this is me yes <laughs> yes you like <laughs> yeah but um what about you I well I'm studying uh design at Goldsmiths um realized that I was really interested in like the branding advertising marketing PR area I wasn't exactly sure where but I also thought it's gonna be really hard to get a job so I'll just keep my options open and not not worry too much about the sector I know I'd be interested in the area Um, And so I got some work experience with a charity um, working as their marketing and design intern. I did that for about a year, which was 
really, really good experience of properly getting to know one company and strategically thinking about how to elevate their social presence and help them achieve their goals. Um, and a really good way to bring my uni- what I was learning at university and apply it into the real world. So that really helped. And then it just so happened that the charity's corporate partner was Milk and Honey. Um, and at one of the events, I met a couple of the people. It was fate. <laughs> Pardon? It was fate. It was fate. <laughs> yeah. And I met a couple of people, spoke to them about Milk and Honey and thought, brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll send my CV over. My CV was then lost. Um, and I chased up for about three weeks and then eventually rang, uh, sent an email to Kirsty, rang, rang Katrina, <laughs> and eventually got in contact directly with Imo, who's the head of our digital team and got an interview. Um, so yeah. I like that distance. Well, I thought, you know, while I may have missed out on the opportunity altogether because my CV getting lost, I thought it actually showed that I really wanted to work at Milk and Honey. Yeah. So it probably was a blessing in disguise. Um, so yeah, and now I'm here, six months in. Nice. Um, so what is one thing you wish you'd known before starting your career I really can think of what I'd want to have known before starting because I was really nervous Um, but then I kind of got here and it's one of those things where you sit down after a half day you go oh this is going to be great this is fine Um, yeah I think actually starting you just learn so much while you're here you don't really need I didn't need to worry about what I needed to know before well, starting. What about you? Knowing that yeah. you didn't need to worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, honestly, my main message is don't panic. Everything's going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> <laughs> my motto for life. Um, I think mine is just how much it won't click for like maybe like six months. It didn't click for me knowing like obviously I was you know I've survived I'm still here two years later um so I'm not completely rubbish at my job but (laughs) um I think I hate myself for saying this but like just trust the process like when I when I joined agency life like I'd get so frustrated at myself for not understanding things immediately um and like understanding the process of agency was hard to wrap my head around in itself I was like so we've got clients like what do you mean like and 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 they're trusting me to give them advice like I just couldn't wrap my head around it amongst like understanding the different landscapes like of med tech and like healthcare and all of these different industries that you end up working in um but everyone would tell me that one day it would just click and like it absolutely did like and that just comes with the time that you spend at the agency um like talking to people and like you know people telling you what their experiences were when they first joined so yeah I just I think just being easy on yourself if you're going into agency or in-house for the first time and like understanding that you're you're not going to get everything immediately even even if that's what you want, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Obviously, this is my first proper role. What did you learn from working in-house and having that different perspective and also going from marketing to mm. PR? That must have been quite a change. So I think marketing is quite different, especially for um, like a smaller company. Like I, I loved that job 
I loved my boss. I loved everything about it. But I was very much like a one-man band. Um, so I guess that taught me to be quite self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And like, if I didn't know something, like I learned how to be a problem solver. Like I'd just go and find it out myself. Um, and also, mm-hmm. I know people say that retail experience isn't valuable, but like I worked in retail for years before any of like my big girl jobs, I guess. And like, I feel like that makes you really resilient and also gives you people skills, which is also obviously essential for PR. I really agree. I My first proper job was working at Costa and it was so poorly managed. At 18, I was the most experienced person in charge of three different shops because there was a huge walkout of management. And <laughs> while that may be a bit of an extreme example, you really do learn, especially like being responsible for your other co-workers um, and just having that, like just experience and really understanding all of the different processes of the business. Also getting used to working nine to five, you could really see when I was at university, the difference between people who had never worked nine to five and people that had, because people that hadn't would go, oh, you know, I came in at like 11 today and it's like two and I'm just so tired. Um, <laughs> and while I felt them, you know, it was the final week of our degree and <laughs> it was really push comes to shove at that point. Um, so I think, yeah, retail experience, you do learn a huge amount, which is just useful for any yeah, job. Definitely. Um, another thing is I did that internship, which was actually, yeah, like my first look into work, the working like nine to five but it was in Bangladesh <laughs> so the pace of work was so slow and I did not like that I remember getting so frustrated because I'd get set a task and obviously people were being nice to me didn't want to like bombard with stuff but I'd I'd get it I'd finish it really quickly and then be like right so what can I do next um and I think then I realized I'd be fine in agency because everything I'd heard and read about it was that like agencies are so fast paced you need to be you know you need to love being busy and that's scary but like as long as you get some sort of you know even in retail like being in a fast-paced environment you'll know that you're you either love it or hate it or you can just get used to it which you do yeah yeah no because I think it is uh, this kind of goes on to our uh, kind of future point of myth-busting PR um, of that it is this crazy busy work environment which it is and it but you know you do have periods where it's not as busy and periods where it's just it's crazy but at the same time it's all really interesting work and as long as you learn how to manage your workload it's all doable Um, and it doesn't need to be overwhelming if you have a really good system and process and you know, things like communicating with your team that this is just not a feasible, you know, deadline if I had. So what brought you to Milk and Honey in particular? Um, well, after doing my um, internship, it was really that I saw another company that was had the same values that I was really enjoying working for um, with this charity. Um, and... Yeah, I spoke to a very lovely people uh, as part of the company and thought this looks like the really great environment to learn um, and to just 
get into the industry and yeah start learning basically <laughs> what about you um yeah so I I had like a bit of a short list of ones that I wanted to go after but milk and honey always stood out because um being so like people first and the clients that we work with are like good for people purpose and planet and I thought that was quite nice and like lined up to my values like I always knew that I wanted to do something good with PR so that was probably the main reason um and just like yeah on socials everyone looked really smiley and nice so that helped (laughs) the importance in marketing for for agencies there (laughs) I think also the fun thing about agencies is just so many different things that's going on um like suddenly all of a sudden I'm working on a dating app which I never guessed that I'd been doing you know a couple of days before I was put on the account um and there's so many fun things that you end up doing and learning about as you were saying love learning and exploring new basically worlds um because my currently my portfolio goes from b2b chocolate to dating um (laughs) to international yeah charity work (laughs) no that's yeah it's that's what's so nice as well about working at milk and honey is that we don't like specialize on sector or anything like as long as you're a good company doing good for like people or planet then it's great Mm. okay what did you least expect about working at Milk and Honey in your role? And is there any gossip? <laughs> um, so what I least expected was timesheets and like clocking your time. Oh I didn't yeah. know that was a thing in PR no. or joining and it is the bane of my life. Um, obviously very important, <laughs> but like, I guess the gossip kind of goes in tandem with that because I always fall out with, because sometimes when I'm really busy I just forget to clock things and he says that he sends me reminders but I don't get them like from clocking <laughs> but I don't I don't get the reminders everyone gets like a you've only clocked like two hours this month but I don't get that <laughs> I don't get it Catching up. <laughs> and I've my emails I've been like I don't get this so maybe if I got that email I'd be better at clocking my time and he he insists that he sends me those emails, but I don't get them. So that's my gossip, that Jack is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Revealed. <laughs> I found out that we use this app called Clockify to clock all of our work, and I found out you can set it as a company to see what's going on on somebody's screen all of the time, which I don't mind clocking things. It's a lot to clock. I did like five minutes of research, but... That is a little bit too much. That's scary. Yeah. Oh, but on my lunch break, sometimes I watch like Chicken Shop Date. They'd know. They'd know if they were using me <laughs> all the capacity of Clockify. <laughs> Heavy breathing. <laughs> I need to erase my history. I think the, the one thing that I wasn't expecting, because I didn't know that there was a stereotype about PR, that it involved a lot of alcohol. And... I think that's maybe somewhat of a bygone era because you really, there's never a pressure to drink, at least at Milk and Honey. Um, And you could do everything that we're doing without alcohol. 
Um, but there was just one time where I <laughs> we were in the office and it was about 3 p.m. and we'd done quite well. We'd just moved into the new offices and the CEO was really excited and we had some leftover champagne from when we moved in. So she just popped over the bottom and started handing around glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't expect that <laughs> to be at my job drinking. Um, so, yeah, but to reiterate, you don't have to drink. Yeah. <laughs> that was in one of my myth-busting points. Should we talk about that? Yeah, I think that, that was, yeah, kind of links to my myth because I didn't know it was a thing, but it's also kind of not a thing as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that is literally my first point um but also people who work in PR are just out drinking like with journalists all day and you like bribe them that's not true (laughs) first of all it's really hard to meet up with journalists at the moment because you don't pick up your phones phones (laughs) (laughs) well for one of my one of the clients we do bribe journalists with would you like to come and taste some lovely chocolate and we will talk to you about which is isn't obviously not bribery, but <laughs> it's a good incentive to come into yeah. a media meet. <laughs> yeah, you're just bonding over like common interests. That's all. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> big interest of mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, another one I've got is it's an industry full of girls. I think obviously we've got a long way to go. It is very female dominated, but PR boys do exist. Like. I'm yet to see, maybe that's like an, um, a TikTok content opportunity for a PR boy out there. Because you know how there's like PR girl TikTok and it's all like a week in, a week in my life being a PR girly. Also, sadly, um, probably not sadly, there's just the like stereotype that everyone's there in like sort of high fashion with high heels yeah. and strutting <laughs> in the face, being really like not very nice and snooty. Um, I've never experienced that at any like you know networking event I've been at or especially at the company I maybe high heels would be fun but it's really not our dress code <laughs> no. No. Not milk only for like PR events and award nights yeah oh yeah we know how to dress well but yeah. comfort is key in the yeah office. working you don't want to be worrying about pain <laughs> or working that's just that's just not it <laughs> My other one was um, B2B PR is boring. That mm. is not true. Um, we're literally hired to make things more interesting. So, <laughs> By definition, it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you're a PR person, you can always make something fun and interesting to your audience. So sometimes, yeah, it might not be a cup of tea, but like the fun part is making something maybe that is a little bit boring not boring that's the fun part and Um, also especially for b2b when you're talking to that audience they're all really passionate about what you're talking about yeah so when you realize what the industry is then something you might think oh my word that's so (laughs) boring you actually think oh this is this is actually really exciting there's loads of people really passionate about that and it's like how do you connect to that audience that really care about it yeah Um, that's quite fun all about strategy mm-hmm. um. <laughs> um yeah another obvious one is that pr is advertising um it is far from it um we work hard for like getting earned coverage and 
sometimes getting coverage in takes months and months and we don't buy our way in um so yeah that's another myth that seems very personal that point (laughs) (laughs) excuse me (laughs) it takes months sometimes but it will come (laughs) i promise with hard work and a lot of a lot of emails and follow-ups yeah. we'll get there well not lots very selected email follow-ups <laughs> <Nicely saved. laughs> okay so what is your favorite pr campaign and uh what would you like to see more of in the future um so i loved asics did a campaign i think the, the agency was golan um and it was the before and after campaign. So it was like they partnered with influencers and they took photos of them in gym wear, but they had like very little physical difference. But in one photo, they were like kind of not smiling. In the other one, they had like a little bit of a smile. And it was to show that um, like the power of exercise on the mind rather than just the body and like not putting as, as much impact on like how you look or like before and after exercise photos that just focus on like a physical transformation. Um, I love that because they tied it into World Mental Health Day as well. And it was also, um, it was like two years after COVID where like everyone was putting so much emphasis on mental health and wellness and like get out and do a 5K, like couch to 5K, you have to like transform how you look, but it encouraged people to focus more on how they feel rather than how they looked and I think I I loved it because I just I love simple campaigns that have like really simple effective copy but it actually delivers such a powerful message and like that message people can't put into words a lot of the time and I think that's a big skill and something that I'm trying to like refine as well just like simplifying kind of complicated ideas and I think that just yeah that did it perfectly, tied it in with like an awareness day, it was really topical um, and people could relate to it. Um, Yeah, I love that one. Mm, Something I'd love to see more is kind of similar to what you said of super creative campaigns, um, especially those that make difference. So one that I saw actually a while ago now, but it's really stuck with me was this um, undersea art gallery where this artist made these incredible sculptures and then sunk them to the bottom of the sea. Um, And the entire point is that those sculptures, now that they're there, will ensnare and tear the nets of illegal trawlers. So it's this fascinating piece that instead of just like, oh, you know, Brighton Council drops some rocks in the sea, it kind of makes it this really big story that talks about this huge issue of illegal trawling and how that destroys biodiversity in the sea um and so things like that i love and i love the creativity to think you know okay i'm gonna sink some marble sculptures and then that's that's the project that's what we're doing and this is the impact it's gonna have um so yeah i'd love to see more of that so clever i've never heard of that very fun um Okay, and finally, on to the advice section. <laughs> what advice would you give to people um, on how to get their first job? Um, I think aim high. Just 
aim really high if you think that you're or if your brain is telling you that you're underqualified for something just like apply for it anyway um if you're really passionate about that company um interviewing like that whole interviewing process itself is experience um and you can always learn from it so like you know if you get rejections don't let that set you back just it's it's not rejection it's redirection (laughs) so um and I also think network like don't be shy to reach out to people on LinkedIn and be like you know how do you get your how did you get your job like I have people asking me all the time on LinkedIn like do you have like five minutes to talk about how you got into PR um and I'll like meet up with them for a coffee and just like talk them through it um also something I did was I just I shadowed people um so I'd email agencies and be like can I come in and just well this was quite easy because this is when I was living at home and I was fun employed so (laughs) (laughs) so I would yeah I'd go and like ask agencies if I could just see how they work um Mm. just to know more about what I wanted um because sometimes it could be quite daunting to know actually what you want but at least that's something to base it off of yeah, I would say like the to your point about just reach out to people on LinkedIn and phone call them. I had somebody uh, about a month ago reach out for the first time, be like, "Hey, you know, can you give me some advice?" I was like, "Finally, I can start repaying <laughs> all of the phone calls I asked for," because people, you know, there's no harm in asking, and it's really, really useful. Because um, I think things like having work experience or just you know shadowing or getting on the phone with somebody and hearing what their experience is like kind of gives you the confidence to be able to go out and do it yourself and have an idea of what you're getting into yeah. instead of it being this like big scary PR industry in this unattainable world of work mm-hmm. um and people are nicer than you think as well yeah um, definitely like sometimes people might not reply but that's fine Nine times not replying is I think it's also you know if you're already applying to a lot of jobs you're not going to hear back from most of them because <laughs> mm. it's just the way it, it's horrible applying for jobs my main thing is just look after yourself um work out what if you're going to be applying work out how um it's going to be best for you what's going to look after like just your mental capacity and not letting it drain you mm. um you could make a plan get everything organized before you apply and then when you come at it you're like all right i'm going to do this for five hours and then like that's enough for today and when I get a rejection email, I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm going to remember who that is, think about why that was, reflect on it, and then just mm. move Ask on and carry on. as well. Push for feedback. Yeah. Some people Always. won't give it to you, um, and that's their personal problem. But I think if you, <laughs> you've taken the time to go through an interview process, and like even sometimes you'll be asked to do a task, I think like it's totally in your right to ask for feedback. Because mm. I was... Or else, like, how do you know what you did wrong and how to change it? So, yeah. Mm. And then when you finally get your job, which will, you know, absolutely happen, um, I think the main thing is, like, my advice as somebody who recently started is there's not too much that you can do to prepare. You don't really know what you're going to do. And everything is really learning as you do. So the best thing you can kind of do is just, like, turn up, be excited, be ready to learn, take lots of notes, research, get to know everybody and just, you know, relax. <laughs> You're going to be fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's solid advice. Relax. 
<laughs> I need yeah. to take that advice. <laughs> I don't do that now. Um, I think my advice would just be, like, don't be... Oh, God, why is everything, everything I say really cringy on this? <laughs> I don't, I was, don't be afraid to, like, basically bring what experience you have to the table because, like, even your life experience will shape certain creative ideas and like that is a great thing about PR is that and that's why like we like to encourage people from diverse backgrounds to get into PR is because like people's life experience completely shape campaigns and like that's how you can really make a name for yourself as well so I just think don't follow the crowd like if someone said something that you don't disagree with or if you've got something to add to it just say it I'm always an advocate for just you know, like, I don't know, being, I don't know, finding value in the fact that you've had a different life experience of someone's, like, sat next to you and use that to your advantage. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, well, it makes sense to me, at least. Nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> email um, us. That, yeah, that, I was, like, <laughs> talking about, um, yeah, being known for something and, like, making a name for yourself, I think once you've secured a job, like really think about building up like a brand for yourself outside and inside of your job. So for example, like if you really love data and insights, like make that your baby and like learn about it, do training on it and then share your knowledge because it's always useful to be like known for something at your agency because then you can build up that expertise. People rely on you. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's good to be the expert in something for your, in your agency because you're bringing something yeah. in. And I, I found that with, you know, I wasn't sure that my design degree would be useful in an agency that doesn't do design at all, really. Like there's little bits of design, there's social media asset design, but not like a design company. Um, we mostly, we are, you know, PR and digital agency. Um, but actually coming in with, those skills has meant that I'm able to add different things and be, you know, offer my expertise in that area, even when I'm the most junior person in every other way, which has been really nice. Yeah. yeah. And I like people see it and they appreciate it um, because you're kind of going against the grain and like kind of naturally going above and beyond your job role. Like Maya, you you made like the wallpaper for our new office, and oh, I, I yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, wow, we wouldn't have wallpaper if it wasn't for you. Yeah, it was also two weeks, maybe three weeks into the job when I got a call being like, "Hey, you did design, and you've done well on another design project. Do you want to do our wallpaper?" And I was like, "That is a lot of pressure because if it's bad, every single person is going to walk in." <laughs> <laughs> and go, oh, that Maya. <laughs> so ugly. That's your luckily, it, it, it turned out really well. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's not ugly. I, I would have yeah. told you if it was ugly to your face. Thank you. That's <laughs> somewhat reassuring to know. I guess that's what I'm known for in the agency. For Funnily sure. enough, like leading diversity, but also telling it to your fa- face straight if I don't like something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good balance. It's a good yeah. balance inclusive absolutely <laughs> honest <laughs> yeah. 
yeah hope, hopefully <laughs> hopefully this podcast has been helpful and interesting if you do have any questions or would like to i assume you're very happy mads people to reach out to you if you have any further questions please get in touch on either linkedin or by our email that we'll have in the description of this episode um and yeah best of luck with starting your career you're going to be amazing um, and yeah best of luck <laughs> bye <laughs> i'm dying i can't